so good to be back. Uh, if you were here last Sunday, uh, we, we are continuing to talk about uh, the promise for 2020. How many of you have forgotten that? Right. How many of you took out time to, to fill in your promise card? Anybody? Right. Okay, let me, let, me, let me go a couple of steps back. How many of you got a promise card last week? How many of you picked a promise card? The rest of you, what were you guys doing? All right. Okay, just in case if you missed out on the promise card, this is what it looks like. Uh, we'll, we'll have it at the end of the, of the uh, service today. Uh, make sure you get one. Uh, this is just a practical way for you and me to really see what are the, what are the, what are the things or what are some of the areas that we are going to flourish in. Does anybody want to flourish this year? You guys want to grow? You guys want to prosper? Everything possible that comes under the word flourish? If that's you, put your hands up. Alright, some of you are not sure. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's why the first month of the year we are dedicating uh, to, to talk more and more about the promise verse. Is that okay? You know, because we believe as we want to step into this year, we want to do it with everything that God has planned, not just for a few of us, but for all of us. Can everybody say all of us? And, and if we are to flourish, we are to flourish as a community. If we are to thrive, we are to thrive as in and through a community and within a community. And I believe through that comes your flourishing and comes my flourishing. If you remember, we closed out on this saying that we truly flourish when we help others flourish. You remember that one? No? Okay, yes. Oh, right. So, you know, it's been an exciting journey to, to, for me to talk about this. The reason we are spending such detailed time in this month, every week, talking about the promise is because we believe this is our vision for 2020. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Psalms 92 is not just a bunch of scriptures now? It's, it's, it's a part of your life. It's a part of our life. And Psalms 92 verses 12 to 14, what does it say? Come on, by now I think you guys should know it. The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. They will grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And this is the best part. Come on, say it out loud. They will stay bear fruit in what? Old age. And they will stay fresh and green. And, and this is the beauty of someone who loves God. This is the beauty of someone who decides to follow Jesus. That no matter your age, and it's not just talking about physical age matter. Uh, it, it talks about no matter how many years you know God, you will still be fruitful. I thought some of you would get excited about that. No matter how many weeks you know God, you will still be fruitful. Because you will bear fruit as long as you are pursuing the righteousness of God. And, and over the past few weeks we have been talking about that. But for, for today, I just want to help you understand the reason we are breaking this down over this one month. Because the vision that God gives anyone, it's not for your past. Vision is for the future. Right? Vision is not for your past. Vision is for the future. Come on, guys. Talk back to me. Don't be so quiet already. How many of you want some coffee? Huh? Anybody for iced tea? It's all out there. Okay? Everything has been served just to make sure that we can talk. So, vision is for the future. It's not for your past. 
And, and if, you, if you dig, dig into your Bibles and if you go down and do the scriptures and see, every time there's been a conversation between God and humanity or God and man, you see that God has always been keen to give glimpses of what the future can look like. Are you guys with me? Every time you see that when God has been speaking to his people, there is a blueprint or there is like a glimpse of what the future can look like. And some of the followers that we see in the Bible, they kind of got, they kind of walked into the promise that they, that, that they had heard about from God. Some of them just heard about it, but they were persistent. Can everybody say persistent? They were persistent in their pursuit of, of living the promise. And like I said, we get excited when we get a promise from God. But God gets excited when you walk into that promise. God is going to get excited not just when we learn to memorize Psalms 92, 12 to 14, but God is going to cheer for you and get excited for you as you start living it out and you start walking into that promise, right? And that's the very reason we are, we are going on so strong this month about the promise verse. Everybody say, it's my responsibility. As much as God gives a vision to, to his people, God also entrusts you with a responsibility to, to make sure that the vision comes to pass through your life and also in your life. And, and so while we're talking about these things, for, for the next few minutes, I really want to talk to you on this talk that I've titled True Human Design. True Human Design. You know, last week I made a statement that, that it's in the nature of human design to, gr to grow and to flourish. Sometimes we, we kind of unnecessarily complicate things, you know. If you, if you go in the scripture and if you look at how the body is designed, we are meant to grow. Is that right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine if your parents put you in a cabinet that was about just three feet and they said, you know, that's where you're going to be. Can you imagine your life? Thank God we don't have parents like that. Does, okay, no, I'm not going to go into that detail. Uh, but it's in, the de it's, in the, it's in our nature, it's in our design that we grow. And, and as much as we are talking about growth, as much as we are talking about prosperity, as much as we are talking about flourishing, the last week we understood what it meant to have a biblical perspective about growth, to have a biblical perspective and understanding about flourishing. But today I want to take a, next, I want to take a few minutes to help understand human design. Now, I'm not a great student when it comes to science, but I know over the past few weeks and over the past few months that I've been meditating on this verse, I have taken some extra efforts to, to, to really dig up some of the facts about the palm tree and the cedar tree. So don't mind me if I, if I go on ranting a couple of facts for the next few minutes because that's, we're going to kind of see how, how certain things, certain ways how the palm tree grows, certain ways how the cedar tree grows, it's so much in line with, with what happens with you and me every day. Are you guys okay with that? Are you guys looking forward to that? The first thing that I want you to look into is there is a uniqueness when it comes to our growth and our flourishing. Our, our growth has uniqueness. There is a unique thing about your life. There is a unique thing that is happening in your life and that will happen through your life that nobody else can ever achieve. 
and and i want to break that down and help you understand because a psalmist one of the guys he he got it can i really say he got it i'll tell you why because if you go to psalms 139 this is this is what it's uh, talking about uh, 139 verses 13 onwards and we're reading from the passion translation this is what it says you formed my innermost being shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together where in my mother's womb i thank you god for making me so so mysteriously complex everything you do is marvelously breathtaking it simply amazes me to think about it how thoroughly you know me lord you even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place carefully skillfully shaping me from nothing to something are you guys with me right follow the screen this is gets this gets even more exciting you saw who you uh, you saw who you created me to be before i became me before i'd ever seen the light of day the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book every single moment you're thinking of me how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in every thought let's take a break before we read the last verse i just want to say this for some of you might be sitting here god cherishes you whether you know it whether you don't know it whether you're whether you have experienced it or you have not experienced it for the longest time i want you to know this truth i'm not saying this the bible says this about you god cherishes you he takes delight in you and and then he goes on to say oh god your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand of every shore when when i awake each morning you are still with me man this is too much detailed of literature for me to grasp at one moment right i mean do you see how specific the psalmist is getting when it comes to who to you and me when it comes to your understanding of of yourself and you thought you know yourself better before you go forward i just pray and hope that by the end of this evening you're able to walk out of this place knowing that there is a unique part about you that is a unique part about the way all of us have been designed and how that kind of merges in to the flourishing and the prosperity and the growth that god wants us to have this year amen let's pray father we pray lord for this time we commit this these uh, these few thoughts and these words into your mighty hands holy spirit i pray that you would speak to your church you would speak to this community lord I pray Lord every thought that is from me that you would seize it and only you and your word would come alive in our hearts tonight in Jesus name we pray amen you know like i told you about the uniqueness of growth and flourishing true spiritual and holistic growth is found in your unique identity it's not found in someone else encouragement someone else's encouragement well that can inspire you but it's found in your unique identity and and if you have been coming to zealous for the past few weeks or past few months you you know that we continually stress about the fact that our identity is not in the things that we do it's in god 
It's in God. And, and what, most of the time what happens is a lack of understanding of our true identity and your uniqueness hampers the growth God desires for you. Let me, let me kind of help you understand that. You know, the more we kind of grow up in this world, the more we kind of step in to take up different responsibilities and roles. As It starts with school, then it goes into college, then it goes into your workplace. And then if you're a business guy, you kickstart businesses. And then your influence grows. And, and I don't know if you have ever battled with this, but have you ever been in a place where you're in a constant hustle for validation and approval of people? Wow, I'm the only one who's been on that path. I don't know if you remember those moments, but, but there's something that inside you that, that longs for that approval of someone around you. There's something that's inside you that longs for that validation of somebody to tell you, hey, you're doing good. There's something that's inside you that longs to see that somebody can just encourage you and tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. And then we get into this game or this... Or this or this rat race for human approval. We get into this rut to know about human validation and then everything that we do, every decision we make, every response we have, every reaction we have, it's kind of filtered down the lenses of human approval. And, and I believe one of the most challenging things for you and me to do as a Christ follower is to live according to our true human design. But in order for, for you and me to live according to that, we really need to understand what the true human design looks like. And this is a perfect example for you and me to understand what that looks like. This, this particular scripture is where, where the psalmist is getting so detailed when it comes to the description of how you and me have been made. And, and this is what I love about him, that you know when he's talking about when he's talking about growth, when he's talking about how you have been designed, there is a unique identity that you possess. Zealous, I want you to, to know this. There is a unique identity that you possess even as you're seated over here. I don't know if you have tapped into it. You maybe have touched upon it a bit in your life or, or in the journey of life that you're going through. But I want to talk to every single person tonight to really help you understand the God's unique identity about you. And it starts with you and me coming back on the, on, the, on the thing, like I said, you know, the palm tree and the cedar tree. We're going to be comparing a few things about how certain things in your life and our life are similar uh, to, to that. See, both the palm tree and the cedar tree have a unique, distinct way how they grow. Now, if you, if you've really, if you love studying plants, if you've gone ahead and studied about some of the plants, this, might, this, might be, this may not be new for you, but if you have never taken time to go back and read more about the palm tree, this might excite you. So I want to ask you, when you got the promise verse, did anybody go back and study about the palm tree or at least try reading about it? How many of you did that? Wow, you just blatantly believed this promise and you're just going ahead with it, right? Wow, man, you have too much faith in me. Please don't do that. Go back and read it for yourself what it means to flourish like a palm tree. Can you do that? Right? But, but since we are here today and since you're listening to me and since you trust me so much, I'll still try my best to help you understand certain concepts about the palm tree. Now, this is, when, the, when the psalmist is talking about the palm tree, he's talking about the date palm. I didn't know this. There are about 300 plus species when it comes to the palm tree alone. 
Did you know that? Now, this particular passage when the psalmist is talking that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, he's talking about the date palm. Now, the date palm is a very peculiar tree because it's one of the most, it's one of the oldest trees that, go, that finds its root back to about, till about 4000 BC. Alright, that's, that's where we first start hearing or reading about the date palm. And, and there's, a unique, there's a unique highlight when it comes to the date palm tree. Is the ability to grow upward. Have you, have you come across those really tall palm trees? Right? It's the unique ability to grow upward, but that's not the, that's not the only thing. It's also uni the unique ability is the fruit-bearing capacity. Scholars say that a palm tree can bear fruit till about 100 years of age. This does not, this does not excite you, is it? Okay? Alright, let me try. Irrespective of the season that the, that the palm, where, where the palm tree is planted, whether, whether it's raining, whether, uh, whether it's a desert, whether it's, it's, it's summer, it's winter, whatever it is, it's not affected by the season. It continues to grow upward and it continues to come into that space where it starts bearing fruit. So a palm tree is never affected by its season. Irrespective of the season, the growth of the palm tree, it's never affected. It will still continue to bear fruit. Now, I don't know if you know this, but most of the trees, like especially, I don't know where you stay, but in Viman Nagar, when it rains, we, all of a sudden we see like trees all over the place falling on the road. Have you seen that last, last monsoon? And I was like, what is wrong with these trees, you know? Or what is wrong with the guys who plant these kind of trees? Like, I'm not kidding. There was this one day, it was not a heavy storm, okay? It was... It just, the rains got a bit heavy, the storm, the winds were not that even high. And then we got out on the streets and there were like all these trees falling on the road and the MECB guys trying to run around and fix out things. Did it happen in your area last monsoon? But here's something unique about the palm tree. The palm tree has this, this ability to survive through high speeding winds. You know what it does? It doesn't break. It just bends. It what? It just bends. And, and here's the best part. Though it is bending, a very rare occasion you'll see a palm tree get uprooted. Am I talking to some palm trees in the house tonight? Irrespective of your season, God says, if you are the righteousness... You may bend if you're facing a storm, but you'll not be uprooted. That does not... Okay, let me try more. Okay. I thought you guys would be like cheering and very excited about that. But okay, let's... This is getting better because the, like I told you, every part of the palm tree is useful. Every single part. The, the, the leaves, the, the bark, you know, the, the branches, the fruits. Every single bit of it is useful. Nothing in the palm tree is ever wasted. Nothing. Now that's about the palm tree, right? Let's, go, let's look at the sedar that, that the, the psalmist is talking about. The sedar tree is, is... Now I need to go back to my notes. It's a large tree that grows up to about 130 feet. Alright, how much? 130 feet. Now, and this is, this is where it's, it's so much like you and me. 
I'm not even kidding. Listen to this. It has a conical shape when young. All right? Means it's like basically trying to say, I want to do whatever I want to do, man. You know, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to be me and like I do what I want to do. That's what it says. But when young, all right? But here's what happens. When fully grown, it has a flat crown and a horizontal branches creating a grand tired silhouette. You know, that's like a massive, in simple words, it's like a massive canopy that it creates around itself. And it's got a grayish brown bark and short dark needles. It's a huge flat tropped evergreen tree which grows on mountains at any height. If you guys bored of geography sessions, we're still talking from the Bible, okay? So hold on with me. Uh, it grows on, at mountains at a height at 1,000 meters and can reach, the tree can reach up to a circumference of about 40 to 50 meters wide. I wonder if, talk, if that talks about your ability and my ability to really be those kind of people where we're not just focusing on our growth, we're not just focusing on our benefits, but we actually become those kind of people who can provide shelter, who can provide comfort, who can provide hope to the ones who are hopeless. That's the unique ability of the Sadat tree. And, and, and if you notice, if you go back to the, to the promise verse, you'll see that there's a very peculiar condition that, that the psalmist is writing to us where he's saying, flourish like a palm and grow like a sedar. Did you notice that? Flourish like a palm and grow like a sedar. Flourish even though you're battling your storm. You can't, it's not, God is not saying you don't need to be like, you know, given to the pressures. Give in, but you'll, you'll still not be uprooted if you're in Christ. Grow like a palm where it's saying that it's when at, at one point when you understand what biblical growth and biblical prosperity means, it's not never centered around you. It's always about everyone else. And that's why I love this statement where he says, flourish like a palm and grow like a sadar. But here's the thing, our growth and our prosperity is not found in the validation and approval of crowds. It's found in Christ. God approves of you and God validates you when you put your faith in Him. Rather, even before He knows that you're going to put your faith in Him, He already approves of you. Does that excite somebody? That's Jesus for you. But falling back on, on the examples of the tree, uh, both the trees that we're talking about, what really helps the date palm and the sedar glow, grow is their quality to stay rooted and planted. I mean, imagine if a palm tree all of a sudden says, hey, you know what, I don't feel like growing one day. That's not true to the DNA. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's not true to the DNA of the palm tree when the palm tree decides to say, I don't want to grow today. I don't want to bear fruit today. Uh, like, okay, you know what? The roots have gone deep, just deep enough. I think that's okay. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you know this, especially the date palms in the desert, they have this unique ability to make sure that their roots go down, uh, deep down in search for water. That's, that's their source as to how they preserve their life in the desert. How are your roots going when it comes to your Christian walk? All over the place? 
I think he means it in the good context. it's something to think about that two simple trees have so much to teach us when it comes to the flourishing concept when it comes to growing and growing in the right way and as to how god is asking us to grow irrespective whether the whether the cedar tree grows on the mountain top or the or the palm tree is growing in the desert the hot temperatures or the cold winds on the mountain top it does not stop their growth you know why because they're able to flourish and grow because they are true to their dna and i wonder if you and me want to see flourishing happen can you and me stay true to the god given dna that we possess as humans we will only see flourishing and growth happen if we are true to the god given dna in our lives and and one of the things that one of the things that you and me really need to understand is there are two simple things that kind of you know kill these trees and that's what i that's what i want to talk to you also about as much as we are looking at focusing on the human dna and understanding what it looks like there are two simple facts that kill the palm tree i don't know if you have heard of these this word called grafting right for those of you who don't know what grafting is you know grafting is a technique for vegetation uh, for vegetations to jo- uh, uh, vegetatively to join two different plants and make them one all right in simple words the tissues of the plants are joined as they continue to grow together mostly people love trying out different things but here's what uh, people uh, horticulturists they say this if you want to kill a palm tree just graft it if you want to kill a palm tree just graft it and 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 the second thing that when i read this i i did not know this this is another way how a palm tree is put to death okay if you have heard of this unique tree called a strangler fig has anybody come across this term even i didn't know until i started prepping for this sunday uh the unique thing about this plant the strangler fig okay trust me this is still the word of god we are talking about this is not a geography or a biology class the unique thing about the strangler fig uh, what it does is i want you to visualize this with me strangler fig is a common tree that can sometimes be found around a date palm okay that the palm tree that we are talking about these these strangler figs usually grow around it once in contact to the ground the fig tree enters into a growth spurt that means it plunders the moisture and the nutrients that the host tree needs you know how it does that the strangler figs roots encircle the host tree that is the date palm it's en- gets encircled by the by by its by the roots of the strangler fig cutting off the supply of food and water ultimately killing the host tree grafting and strangler strangling fig tree the two common reasons or two most effective ways to kill a palm tree both these scenarios if you look at a church they're so dangerous if you look at it 
in reflection to our lives when we when we give in to the patterns of this world the responses and the reactions in the world we are allowing grafting to happen in our lives are you guys with me and there's such a beautiful parallel when i read these two ways of how you can really kill the palm tree and and if you and me if god is representing through the psalm of god is calling us the palm tree and god is telling you and me to flourish there are certain things that you and me need to avoid as christ followers so i really want to ask you the simple question as you're sitting here and you're listening to these thoughts i wonder what are some of the things in your life that are growing around you but you're still allowing them to grow what are some of the situations in your life that that you're holding on to what are some of the reactions in your life that you're holding on to and you're and you're allowing them to grow as you grow as well i don't know but could it be possible if you look at things in this light could it be possible that those are the very same things that are strangling you and you do not even realize it could could those things be the same things that that are grafting into your unique dna that god has given you and and turning you into a person that you were never meant to be could it be possible that these are the same things that that the grafting and the strangling that is happening in your life you have become so used to it that you think that's how you're supposed to grow but god is saying the righteous will flourish like the palm tree if you go back to psalms 139 verse 16 there's something so peculiar that says you saw who you created me to be before i became me even before you started realizing what your potential is what your capacity is what your abilities are jesus already knows that about you and he's created you in that unique gifted dna that god has deposited in your life and he wants you to live according to your true human design and this evening i just want you to bring these two simple things before you that the very things that are strangling you and the very things that you are allowing to graft yourself graft your life according to the standards and the patterns of the world to gain human validity validation human approval and 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 to fit in could be the very same things that are killing you and you're not even realizing them see because the truth is as a christ follower we are called to be people who are there in the world but not of the world have you heard that one before and our identity and uniqueness that that we have been talking about for the past few minutes is the very ability to reflect the heart of god in every area of your lives and it's the holy spirit who gives you the constant reminder of your position and your relationship with god and if there's couple of things that i want to leave us with is that don't let the weaknesses don't let your struggles don't let your sufferings and your inner battles strangle your true identity in christ you st- we all have got into a new year we all have started this year i i really i believe god really desires that through your life through your skills and everything that you do you are meant to reflect god and his heart for humanity 
And, and that will only be possible if we make an intentional choice to live as per the God-given design that, is, that He's prescribed over your life. And that, that prescription is, uh, that, that is so defined in such a, such a wise way in Psalms 139. When, when the psalmist is talking about, you have been so careful when it comes to putting my life together. You have taken intricate, detailed attention when it, puts, when it comes to putting smallest and the smallest parts of my life together. That's how much God is concerned. Or that's how much God cares about your design. My question to you, Zealous, is do you care about your design? Do you care about the things that, are, that, that could be strangling you? Do, you? do you care about the things that you're allowing yourselves to be grafted into and just kind of become the person, like I said, that you were never meant to be? You don't need anyone else's validation and approval when it comes to Christ because he's already accepted you as you are. Because he wants your heart, he wants your life, and he wants to use that to change everything in your life. See, God is really keen to deal with some of the vision killers that may be, that may be going on in your life right now. God wants to deal with some of your identity issues. God wants to deal with some of the, some of the addictions that you're facing. God wants to deal with some of the struggles and the challenges that you're facing with your life because He knows those are the very same things that are going to be an obstruction for you to live according to your unique design that is given by God. So I want to just challenge you with this. Do you know what, what helps a palm tree grow really well? Any guesses? Of course, water is there. Sun is there. Huh? Desert? No. Strength? Did somebody say strength? Okay. How does the palm tree get its strength? This is, we're going to be closing out with this. In the roots, right? Sowing deep. Okay. Oh, everything is good, okay? But there's something very peculiar that happens when a palm tree is, is being cultivated or when a palm tree is growing up. Does anybody remember something called as a pruning process? This is what I came across, okay? The date palms must be pruned to allow new leaves to grow. The date palms must be pruned to prevent rodent and insect infestation and to facilitate pollination, fruit setting, and harvesting. Your growth is on how much you allow the pruning of God. Your flourishing is dependent on how much you welcome the pruning of God in your life. Because this is, this is what Jesus says in this classic statement where, where you would have probably heard that I am the wine and you are the branches. Everyone knows how it starts. But then he goes on to say this in John chapter 15 and, and verses 2 and 3. Do you have it? Yeah. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he what? And I love how the Amplified says it. This is the Amplified version of the Bible. This is how it says, he repeatedly prunes. 
so that it will bear more fruit even richer and finer fruit you are already clean because of the word which i have given you the teachings which i have discussed with you you see this in order for you and me to flourish in order for you and me to grow effectively not just any kind of growth but effective growth pruning is an essential part of your life pruning is an essential part of my life pruning is an essential part of every christ followers life the question that i want to leave you with tonight is you know the very things that are strangling you you know the very things that you are allowing your lives to be grafted with but my question to you is are you willing to allow the pruning of god to happen and take place in your life so that you just don't grow anyhow you just don't you just don't bear any kind of fruit but you bear much fruit you bear richer and even finer fruit in whatever you do in your businesses in your workspaces in your education you're not just an average student you'll be the best student you just you just won't be a person that just makes a living but you will you will have good success like how the bible says but in order for to see all that come into your life you need to welcome and allow the pruning of god to take place in your heart So Zelis I want to tell you I would just want to close out with this If you want to live according to your true human design know your identity in Christ If you want to live according to the true human design that God has done that God has done in your life welcome the pruning of God in your life Because the pruning is never meant to kill you The pruning is meant so that you can grow better. The pruning is meant so that you can become more healthier. The pruning is meant so that you can have a real relationship with Jesus wherever you are. So when God is wanting to deal with your struggles, your regrets and everything that you're battling with, it's the pruning that's going to lead to your flourishing. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.